Hey everybody, today's show is brought to you by Hoopsters, a basketball-themed board game only available at hoopsters.store. I like playing board games because it gives me a chance to connect with my kids or my friends, and for me, the best games are a lot of fun, but they're easy to learn, right? I don't like checking the rules on the inside of the box to lay every other move. Great games require some strategy, but also a little bit of luck, and they don't take forever to complete a game. I'm not a fan of those five-hour Monopoly sessions. So I can tell you firsthand that Hoopsters is all of these things. You can play a quick game in 15 minutes or longer one in 30. It brings all of the thrill of basketball together with the strategy of backgammon. And I just can't tell you enough about how much fun it is. Each set is handcrafted here in Central Ohio, so head to hoopsters.store, and if there aren't any sets available, you can drop in your email address and we'll let you know as soon as we have some more. That's hoopsters.store. Now on to the show. All right, if you're doing a Sports Wednesday workout, start now. And we'll let you know at the halfway point, we turn around and head home. Ain't that right, Coach? That's right. So you won't just keep running and running and running. All right. And we're going to do this in three, two, one. Cue Coach. The NBA Finals are heading back to Oaktown. Did the Raptors blow their shot? Plus, we preview Game 7 of the NHL Stanley Cup Finals and... We take advantage of Maestro's absence to go all in, and I mean all in, on 1970s and 1980s Cleveland Indians. Oh. Oh, everybody live, not from the peepee dome, from my garage, this is Sports Wednesday. All right, nice work. That's virtual maestro they all just heard. We're dropping them in in post. I love it. God, he sounded good today. It's from it's from the best of Maestro album, which you can buy now on iTunes. It's kind of an EP. Yeah, very good work there, uh, folks. How are you? I'm Pete Brown, the big man on campus. I am the host of Sports Wednesday Sports Talk for the medium fan. That means we know the big storylines, but we often get the details wrong. The guy that gets those details wrong is standing across from me in my garage. <laughs> it's the coach. Basketball legend Matt Longley, how are you, Coach? I'm doing good. That, doing that, well. That, that, that was pretty spot on. Yeah, we were just chatting before we went on the air. And again, if you're watching on the live stream, 1.3 million viewers. <laughs> we're hoping to set a record tonight. Uh, you just got done coaching a game, didn't go your way. Did not go my way. Uh, we uh, we did not hit the baseball. Well, hopefully, this Cleveland Indians uh, focused episode is going to oh, it'll bring it back something. around. Bring it back around. The Maestro Brian Haker musical director is on vacation, so you'll be hearing virtual Maestro throughout the show. Maybe a couple times we'll just do air guitar Maestro, like That's not bad. yeah, very good. Uh, and before we get into it, just want to remind you, you can follow the show on Twitter at Sport Wednesday, Sport Singular Wednesday, about seventeen hundred followers now, and over on Instagram at Sports Wednesday. Hey, Maestro, who's not here? There's not been a whole lot of new content on no, there. No, it's been a little. A little slow glacial. I thought was like there was there a labor strike that you guys just stopped posting or <laughs> Well, so so for me it, it's like I need to be inspired. Somebody's gotta throw something out there that that really piques my interest. And uh, how many followers we got? We probably are sitting at no, we're sitting at one twenty one. One twenty one. All right, good. We picked up two by posting almost nothing. Almost nothing. Great. So if we post something good things could happen that's right there's gonna be a lot of great content check us out on instagram all right folks the show is divided into two parts morning commute the afternoon commute we try and keep them even i don't think that's going to happen tonight (laughs) (laughs) no chance let's get into it with the morning commute (laughs) 
coach, I know you were watching this game because I was watching it and we were texting. Yes. Game five, NBA Finals in Toronto. Raptors up 3-1. Kevin Durant comes back, gets injured, and the Raptors don't win. Golden State pulls it out. Did they blow their shot to win this thing? I'm going to say absolutely. Right, now, 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 here's the thing. They, they, they lost their shot as winning for the first time in the franchise to do it at home like that is such a golden opportunity like sure. not a lot of teams get a chance to bring the trophy and win it at home right win it uh, i'm sure they like we don't care but man they had the game they were winning the entire game kevin durant goes down they're up nine points and i don't know what happened yeah they let the best three-point shooter who's slumping get a three to to tie it yeah. and then they let the second best clutch three three yeah. to to take the lead and then I don't know, you and I were talking about what happened at the end. I'm not sure what they decided at the end. So here's what's interesting. I mean, you can't, Golden State can score so fast. Right. And that and it's unbelievable. Going in that fourth quarter, when Toronto is coming up and getting the lead back, Kawhi Leonard was taking the game on. He was yes. just taking the game over. He, I think he scored 10 points. Yes. In a full 10-0 run. Uh, and then for some reason... Nick Nurse calls a timeout. Oh, when they they had, oh and and, and uh, Golden State was gassed. Yeah. They were done. Yeah. So I felt like they they missed. I, he maybe he thought his team was gassed and needed a breather. I don't know. And and he actually and they they talked to him in the post game uh, conference yeah. and he basically when they asked him that question he did say he's like well I felt my team needed a rest, but if they go down there and get a two pointer. Golden State has to force that timeout. Yeah. That's the kill shot. Yeah. That's the one where they're like, we've got nothing yeah. left. Yeah. So when you have a small lead on Golden State, what you have to do is you have to score every time down the floor. You, it can be absolutely. a two. That's fine. Get get to the foul yeah. line and score one or two. Yeah. It doesn't matter, but you've got to score every time. Yeah. But their, their three-point shooters uh, gave them the lead. Toronto had a final shot, and I think Draymond Ring... Green got a little bit. He did of, get a finger. You got a finger on Lowry's shot, like, and I did listen. Like they were talking about using that timeout mm -hmm. when when they did. They didn't have the timeout late. They yeah. could have called a timeout at that time, which would have put the ball at half court. Sure. So then you put the ball in Kawhi Leonard's hands immediately, yeah. and yeah. he's holding it at 18 seconds rather than yeah. eight. Yeah, because you said, and actually anybody watching the game or Let's anybody with a pulse would say the play is give the ball to Kawhi Leonard and then clear. And but what their play was. Give it to Kawhi, and when they jump out in a double team, try and find the open man. Right. You you, you draw the double and kick out, but... Oof, and down. Kyle Lowry was shooting well. I understand giving him right. the ball for that last shot. But, uh, yeah, you're right. Golden opportunity to close it out. And they go back to Oakland. If they lose, they come back to Toronto for game Which seven. Which is good. Yeah, and Kevin Durant's, I think, clearly out for the rest oh, he's, of the he's, series. Apparently, it's an Achilles injury. He might be out for, the, for a year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, but, uh, again, uh, I go back to when we first started talking about this matchup, and I said, how uh, will Toronto beat Golden State? And you said, if Golden State doesn't actually show up to play the games. <laughs> yes. So, so that, that might have been a little bit um, general. Yeah. I think, I think the best way to say it is, like, when, when we were talking, and, and we can drop that in, it's like my feeling was if Golden State, at that point... I thought I thought Durant was going to be back. But Durant was game, supposed to be back by exactly. game three. I That's thought right. like if Durant comes back by game three and it's a simple calf injury, this series is over. Yeah, because for he sure. clearly look look what he did at twelve yeah. minutes. He put they were winning yeah. they, like plus eight. Yeah, yeah, and I remember from when the Cavs beat them in two thousand sixteen. Like to beat Golden State, you have to be on your complete A game, and they have to have a couple things going wrong. 
Curry in a slump or right. an injury or something like that, or Draymond Green gets you know suspended Take for a game. game for the technicals or whatnot. Yeah, um, and so and that's happening for Toronto more or less. Oh yes, you know. So it'd be great if they could close it out in Oakland, but I see it going seven. Now, now, now all bets are off. The way that that game in Game Seven can play, I I don't have the same confidence that I have in in Golden State but boy if they go home let's say they go back to Oakland let's just yeah. play the scenario let's okay. play the what if they go back to Oakland and yeah. they win let's say that Toronto gets punched in the face and yeah. they win by 17 yeah. 18 points yeah which which can happen which could totally happen yeah wow then they're coming back right that's like then you're scrambling to say what do we do and then yeah. they're trying to find their identity I don't know I do feel like I mean with Durant out Boogie Cousins needs to step up more so than he has and he in the his series, first. and he's he's getting frustrated out there. He's getting angry at the fouls. He's getting called yeah. a lot, but he's playing physical. I gotta tell you, I, I I I'm not sure where he's at. I remember watching him. He seems, a, I mean, he he's effective. Yeah, but he seems a little slow and a yeah. little like, like when they got him, I'm like, come on. Yeah, but really, I'm looking. I'm like enjoying the sirens here, and we got the garage door open. <laughs> Bring in the ambiance. Good times. Good times. But yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, it, for them to, to win, for them to be effective, not to win, but to really put the pressure on Toronto, Boogie Cousins has to yeah. be... Yeah. And Golden State, of course, I didn't realize this till I was watching that game, but they know the only way they can win an NBA championship is with Andrew Bogut on their lineup. Oh, <laughs> the great Australian. Gosh darn Bogut's it. great. He played one... One, one game and blew out for the Cavs. Yes. Yeah. Very good. Great. All right. So, uh, if you're going to call it Golden State or Toronto... I'm sticking with Golden State. All right. I, I, I just feel like they're a team of destiny now. Yeah. Um, I'm going to stay with them. What okay. about you? Uh, I'm gonna, I'll take Toronto in seven. Okay. If they get out of Kawhi Leonard's way, because with Durant <laughs> yes. out, he is the best player in basketball. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. There's... It's not even close. And and I I mean I was so upset because I'm like I'm seeing a great player take an important game over by himself. Yes. Right. And then it just kind of all frittered away. Uh, also, I think Clay Thompson has a punchable face. Oh, he has resting bitch face. It's something like that. <laughs> all right, that's the NBA <laughs> hockey. Now we thought uh, we thought Game Seven was tonight. Oh, that's a that's very so medium, medium mistake. <laughs> We thought it would be up on the TV oh, we'd be here in the garage. Yeah, and uh, we were even planning we were going to try and do a live stream right before the game because oh. uh, I've learned, actually, like a lot of people when they tune in to watch hockey, uh, they like to see the experts with years of hockey experience, but <laughs> there's, a, there's a smaller niche audience of people <laughs> who would like to see two white guys in a garage in central Ohio, neither of whom have ever played a game Never of hockey in their hockey. life, break the game down. Oh, like... What a great way to roll into Game 6. That's right. So I'm going to break it down for medium fans, and you just tell me if you agree or disagree as we go along, okay? okay. So first of all, St. Louis Blues and Boston Bruins are two very evenly matched teams. Correct. Both very physical. Very physical. Boston is better on power plays. Very They good. are totally outscoring the Blues on power plays. They have a big advantage there. Skill-wise, yes. That's right. Um so it comes down to this story of two goalies. Yes. Boston's goalie, who has the greatest name ever, Tuka, Tuka Rask. Tuka Rask. Uh, I think a lot of people would have said he was the second best goalie in the NHL before this playoff run. Yes. I think right now they're saying he's probably the best. Oh, he's eclipsed. Yeah, uh, he's playing so well. The Blues have a, a rookie named Jordan 
Bennington. Mm-hmm. He's been great for him all year. Got him there, uh, but he's had a couple games where it's a couple stinkers. Yeah, when when his head gets out of the game, they're not losing by one. They're losing by five. It's five nothing. Yes. Yeah, and so that happened in Game Six in St. Louis. They lose seven to two. Now here's the thing, ben- Bennington. Uh, they looked at his record on coming back from a stinker game, seven and two. So okay. he, he does tend to bounce back. So this game, game seven to me, comes down to whether or not Jordan Bennington plays out of his mind, right? Because you know in hockey, a goalie can have a Jim Craig style game. Yes. And and there's just nothing. You they can call them standing on their head. Once so a goalie stands on their head, it's the only way St. Louis is going to win in Boston. So to me, it's not so much who's the better team. It's which Jordan Bennington shows up and does I mean, he have the game of his life, really? Yeah, and, and, and the the only thing I would add to that is, and it's it's simple, and I think it, it, it goes to show that like if you're the visiting team, you have to put the puck in first. Yeah, you put the puck in first, you quiet the crowd, it yeah. changes everything. Yeah, you let Boston score a goal quick. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, that Boston crowd is is raucous. Raucous. And uh, I know Maestro's listening, so I'm being careful to pronounce them. The Bruins. Bruins. I kept saying Bruins. Bruins, my Cleveland accent before. Uh, The Bruins. So Cleveland. You got it. You got to think. So I I did read also that game sevens tend to have fewer penalties called than other games in the NHL, right? They let them play. So I'm not going to say that evens out the power play advantage, but. St. Louis has to play five-on-five hockey as much as they can. They they were down, they got scored on in a five-on-three power play in oh. Game Six. So, uh, yeah, the over/under for this game for goals scored is five and a half. And to me, that's just basically saying over/under Jordan. Ben, ben yeah, if, if, if it's over bad, five and a half, there's over. no way. Yeah, that's, so, if it's over five and a half, then the Bruins win. That's right. So, uh, what's your pick? Oh, and, it's the Bruins. And what's your pick on that over/under? Oh, I'm taking the over. I, I, I taking think the over. I think it's a game seven. I think the kids. It's a big game, boy. Yeah. He he could prove me wrong, but a game seven, a young guy like that yeah. in Boston. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, and uh, like you, I've been I've been pulling for the Blues all me along. Too, yes. I drafted them in our our playoff draft. Yes. Uh, but I just think there's just there's too many pluses on the Boston side yes. of the ledger. Bruins win the Stanley Cup. Oh yeah. Uh, good times. Good times. All right. Oh, man. This is a little weird because we're recording in the same location tonight. Normally, we're recording remotely, yeah. but it's on the show sheet, so we better do it. We should. What hat are you wearing? It's been a long time since we've done this. It's really compelling audio. Coach, you wearing a hat tonight? I am wearing a hat tonight. Hmm. And is it a sports hat? or? Uh, no, it's an establishment. Um, I'm, I'm going to guess it's the Nisei Lounge hat. Get out. Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> Mic drop. That's ridiculous. I don't. I, what, okay. So, are you wearing a hat? I am wearing a hat tonight. Okay. Is it? Uh, is it a sports team? Not a sports team. Hmm. Is it per se? Okay. Um. I'm just gonna take a stab. All right. Is it your 2016 Pelotonia hat? It is. Oh, but yes. You're, you're, you're literally standing right across from me, so you don't get a point for that because you can see my hat. Uh, but I, but then you don't get a point because I'm no, staring. No, no, I, I get a point because I went first. That doesn't mean anything. No, 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 no. I no, called no. it out, so I get the point. No, that's not how this works. Listen, if you're looking right I'm at my listening. hat, why should you I'm get looking, a point? You're looking right at my hat. You son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, oh. 
right, time for the fun spot. All right. Fun spot. Fun spot. Let me just check. We're doing good here. 15 minutes. Okay. Oh, we're doing really good. I came up with this. I've wanted to do this forever, what we're doing for the fun spot This is today. an interesting okay. concept. So, I think, I think anybody who's a baseball guy. Baseball guy. I'm a baseball guy. Dreams at one point or another that they get a call a baseball game. You know, be like Tom Hamilton, mm. Marty Brenneman, any of the greats. So what we're going to do tonight is Coach and I, you know how they do Civil War reenactments? <laughs> We're doing a baseball reenactment from a very specific from a game that uh, occurred possibly on June 9th, 1979. <laughs> Cleveland Indians versus Seattle Mariners. We're not going to do the entire game. We're just doing the tenth well, inning. That's a shame, but we're only just going to do the tenth. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do the whole game. Actually, guys, dig in. <laughs> that's the bonus podcast. This will be the best sports would say workout of your life. Oh. Um, and so what we've done, a coach has not researched the game. No. I've kind of created an all-text PowerPoint, and as we go through the slides, it's going to be showing what's happening in the game, and we're going to be trying to sort of recreate the call. And okay. this could be great, or it could, or it could be, be really bad. Really bad. It, it could, could be, be disastrous. And uh, before we start, I'm just saying for legal reasons, uh, all of the people's names you hear and the events that occur are fictional completely fictional and any similarity to any real people or events or places or locations is purely coincidental oh. <laughs> what's going on here in Genoa Township man, tonight serious what's your city your town like right, man There's let's set this stuff. up all right Coach. welcome back to the kingdom Cleveland three Seattle three we've got a hell of a ball game top of the 10th coming up now against Shane Raleigh 4.5 ERA, and he's going to face the four, five, six hitters. That's Andre Thornton, Gary Anderson, and Rick Manning. I'll tell you what, Raleigh came in in the top of the ninth, uh, and with the Indians had two runners on, Tom Verizer on second, Toby Hare on first. He struck out Bobby Bonds to end the inning, and it looks like Daryl Johnson's going to stick with the big righty. It's a big move. We'll see if it pays off. Great crowd here tonight. Great crowd. 40,000 fans. Big crowd for the kingdom. Uh, in Cleveland, it takes 22 games to hit that number. <laughs> and they get an extra frame for free, so that's, that's right. always a bonus. And uh, one final change, uh, Seattle has brought Bobby Valentine in. Uh, he pinch hit in the last inning for Mario Mendoza, the shortstop, oh. and he is now playing shortstop. You know, that Mario Mendoza, I feel like that's a name we're going to know. We're going to know it. Very you know, consistent. Very right around consistent. 200 all the time. But Valentine, a smart player, he could be a manager one day. Uh, he's a heady guy. Okay, up to the plate now, Andre Thornton batting 229. He's one for three tonight. He's got a double. Bats from the right side. RBI double in the first inning to score Toby Hera. Here comes Raleigh with the pitch. Liner to left, it gets down. Thornton is legging it out for second to throw. Not in time. Stand-up double for Andre Thornton. What a way to start the inning. We've got runners in scoring position. I'll tell you what, Jeff Torborg's happy about that. That oh. is no better way to start the top of the 10th with a double by Thornton. That's his second double of the game. Let's just see if they can move the runners. Up to bait now, we've got Gary Alexander. He is catching 211, batting right 0 for 2. Walked early in the game after Thornton's double. And Raleigh is set. Here comes the pitch. That's outside, ball one. Raleigh, ball back, here we go. Here comes the pitch. Oh, 
it gets away. Wild pitch. Thornton is on the move. He gets to third. Runner at third. No outs. 0-2. Yeah, Raleigh's had problems with his control this year. That's been the big knock on him. It looks like he tried a slider, and it just got away from him. That seems like they might have got crossed up. I'm not sure that uh, Larry Cox or Cox knew that uh, what he was throwing there because he seemed to be a little crossed up on that pitch. He was out of position and just could not handle it. Well, Thornton's at third. We've got 0-2. Let's see if Gary Alexander can do what he needs to do and bring him home with something. Here comes the pitch. Here comes the pitch. 2-0 pitch. Outside. 3-0. Wow, he's sitting on it. Yeah, he should not swing now. No. Looks like Raleigh, Raleigh, Raleigh is having some command issues. Here comes the pitch. Oh, and he walked him. We've got Alexander takes his walk down to first. Thornton at third. First and third. Nobody out. Top of the tent. And here comes Rick Manning. Center field. He's uh, got one for four tonight. He's got a single uh, to the shortstop off of Rick Honeycutt. So let's see if Manny. Let's let's just let's be very. Let be <laughs> let's be clear here. Manny just puts the ball in play. We can get Thornton home. That's right. Here yeah. comes Raleigh's first pitch. Fouled away. Fouled away. Back Manny, into the upper deck. He's here. made contact a few times tonight, but he just hasn't gotten on. He really hasn't barreled one up. Here comes pitch number two from Raleigh. Outside, that's ball one and one. Raleigh sets. Here comes the pitch. Just outside. Boy, that was a good curveball. Two and one. Looks like Manning's got a hitter's count. Larry Cox looked back at the umpire on that one. He's, He's like, not happy. You got to give us a chance, man. Give us a chance. Okay, Raleigh, are, uh, he looks ready. Here comes his two and one pitch. Oh, three and one. That had no chance. Cox did a nice job blocking that ball in Absol the dirt. Absolutely. Now, if you're Jeff Torberg, you're letting Manning swing away here. Three and one. You got to let him swing because he puts the ball in play. We can get the run. Here comes the pitch. Oh, under it. Pop-up. Looks like the shortstop's under it. This is going to be an easy play. He catches it. One out. Manning. Bobby Valentine just got under a can of corn there. He really did, and he got lucky. Raleigh uh, squeaked out of that one with a 3-1 pitch. Okay, looks like we're going to have a pinch hitter. Uh, looks like uh, Ron Pruitt is coming in. He's going to pinch hit for Cox. He uh, Here we go. Yeah, Pruitt can hit with a little more power than Cox, but he is only hitting 217 so far this year. I think uh, Torborg's just hoping that Pruitt can get under it, loft the ball, put it in the outfield, and score that run. Here comes the pitch. Ooh, fastball inside. That's ball one. You notice Raleigh's not even checking the runners at the corner. He's not even looking. One out. He's looking for the, You know what he's looking for here? He's looking for a double play here. Here comes the pitch. Ooh, good curveball. Good pitch. One and one. Pruitt, or Raleigh is really making sure that Pruitt is set for all his pitches. He didn't even check swing. He was just watching it. I think he was fooled on that one. I think he's looking fastball. Here comes one, one pitch. Oh, two and one. Pruitt's got a hitter's count. Okay, Raleigh is ready. And he fires it in. Here we go. Ball three and one. He went back to the curveball. I'll tell you what, Raleigh is falling behind. I don't know how much longer Daryl Johnson's going to leave him out there. I don't know, and at this point, I think I might even pull him right now. <laughs> Here comes the pitch. 3-1 pitch. Pop-up. Looks like this is going to be playable. It's going to be. Is it deep enough? Oh, he catches it. Thornton tags up. The throw is cut off by first base. Bocce catches it, and he scores. Alexander goes for second. Baji's throw got him. So they score the run, get the out at second. Run scores. Cleveland up 4-3, but an 8-3-4 double play ends the inning. 
Cleveland rolling into the bottom of the 10th. 8-4-3. Oh, An 8-3-4 double play. You don't see him every day. If you do, call me. All right, we'll be back right after this. Mmm. Folks, in exactly 40 years from now, there'll be a technology called email. It's the way you'll get your mail on a screen. I love email. And what we want you to do when you get an email address is go to a website, which is kind of like a magazine on a screen, called hoopsters.store, and put in your email address so you can know when the greatest basketball-themed board game that ever existed will be available for purchase. And it's... It, it will change your life. In 40 years, it will definitely change your life. It's Hoopsters.store. Hoopsters, the official basketball-themed board game of both the Cleveland Indians and the Seattle, Seattle Mariners. Mariners. Yeah, there you go. That's right. Uh, bottom of the 10th. Now the Indians up 4-3. to three. A win will even up their record at 28-28 and 28 to Seattle. Struggling at 23-36 and 36 this year. And Sid Manji taking the mound. Sid Manji Big left-hander. Manji, uh, Manji's been in the game. He came in in the sixth with two outs, relieved Lenny Barker. He's got a 1.7 ERA. He's typically the closer, but Torborg's brought him in, and he has just set the Mariners down one, two, three every inning. I think Torborg's just going to lean on what's working right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also, for the Indians, Ron Pruitt comes into third base to replace Ted Cox. Manji's going to be facing the three, four, five hitters. That's Bruce Bocci, Willie Horton, and Dan Meyer. Sid Manji's just got to make sure that he doesn't get the first batter on. All right, and it's Bruce Bocci. Bocci, first baseman. He is batting left against the lefty. He's hitting 342, but tonight he's 0 for 4. He's flat out to left, grounded into a double play, struck out by Lenny Barker in the fifth, and got out on a grounder. So he's always dangerous. There's the first pitch. It's a pop up to center field. That's a big can of corn. Manning's under it, and one down. You gotta love a one pitch out. Absolutely, and that was just a fastball straight away. Straight up Sid Manji. All right, Willie Horton, now the DH. He's hitting 297. Here's what's interesting about the Mariners, right? They're not doing too well this year, but their 3, 4, and 5 hitters are hitting 342, 297, 279. Oh. You can't complain about that. The 3, 4, 5 are definitely would be all-stars on most teams. Yeah, Horton's had a hell of a night. He's 3 for 4. He had a single center field and a sing yeah, sing two singles, and then he had a triple in the fifth off Len Barker. This is harder than it looks, Coach. <laughs> First pitch, it's a swing, and it's a grounder right to Kuiper. Two out, 4-3. Oh, easy play. Look at Sid Manji really being efficient. Two pitches, two outs. I'll tell you what, though. Kuiper makes it look easy. He's, he's that good. He's that smooth. Really an underrated fielder. It's time to turn around. You've run too far. It's time to go. And you know who you should cheer for when you get home. Man City. All right, two outs. Indians one out away from evening up their the record one. here in Seattle. 40,000 fans are on their feet. They're saying, come on, Mariners. It's the Indians. Dan Meyer, the third baseman, up another left. He's hitting 275. He's one for four tonight. Had a foul pop in the first. Uh, grounded out 4-3. There's the first pitch. Inside. He swings. Oh, oh, Andre Thornton. He hit that. it hard, but he hit it right at Andre Thornton on first base. He snags it. Indians win well four to three. Done. Holy cow! Let's. I, I don't even think Manji thought anything off speed that time. Not absolutely. He He's went just, right for him. He was playing right for contact. So Manji, Sid Manji gets the win. He's uh, 
Got a 4.1 ERA right now, but he's 4-5 and five on the year. He set down nine straight Mariners to get the win. And the last three with three pitches. Rowley takes a loss. He falls to 2-6 and six on the year. Twice and here's right. Coach with our official Hoopsters.store post-game scoring summary. Coach, break it down for us. Well, Cleveland got off early in the beginning, got, a, got the first run. Hera walked and scored on Thornton's first RBI double. Then Cleveland made it 2-0 when Cox and Kuiper singled. Cox scored on the fielder's choice by Tom Verizer. Verizer hits into a double play, but still, but gets, he the still RBI. gets the RBI. <laughs> and then in the fourth, Paul Day's solo home run off Rick Honeycutt. Yeah, and Rick Honeycutt, uh, that was all, all that was going to happen for him. He only faced one more batter in that inning before, uh, you know, another guy came in. <laughs> And boy, uh, that guy did a great job. So uh, for Seattle, I'll tell you what, in the first, Rupert Jones walked. That was Mike Paxton who started the game for the Indians. He walks Rupert Jones, and he advances to second on a balk, a close call. Coach was pretty upset about it. I didn't think it was a balk. And then he scores when Willie Horton singles. That's one run there. And then in the second, Larry Cox hit a bases-loaded double off Lenny Barker. Now, Barker came in and inherited the bases loaded. Cox got a single score, two runs, but then Barker pitched four really solid innings. And kept him in the game. That's right. So Cleveland now evens it up at 28-28 and 28 on the year. Seattle falls to 23-37. and 37. Coach, what do you think about Jeff Torborg's job? Should he be worried? Well, I mean, you know what? It's, it's, it's a good place to be. I've been around baseball a long time, and when you can get that 500 mark, there are two places you can go, below or above 500, and Boy, the, 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 the options are good for the 79 uh, Cleveland Indians. I, I'll tell you what, there is some strife in the clubhouse. Uh, quite a few guys are a little bit upset that Rick Manning stole Dennis Eckersley's wife last year. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of a downside, well, but hey. What can you do? What can you the do? The heart wants what the heart wants. Yeah, yeah. Rick, you know what? Rick Manning. Handsome dude. All right. Well, we're closing out from the Kingdome in Seattle. 40,000 disappointed fans as the Indians win 4-3 to three in 10 innings. We'll be back in two nights. There's a day off tomorrow, and we'll be in Baltimore at Memorial Stadium. So come on out for, for two nights. <laughs> <laughs> go to Baltimore for the Indians Royals. Thanks again. This is I'm Matt Longley. And I am Pete Brown. <laughs> And this was something else. All right. <laughs> wow, that is hard. That's really hard. Now, granted, if we had the scorecard and we're doing the whole game, it'd be a little bit easier. Way different. Right. And this, like, that's what I was thinking, too. Like, I wonder what we'll have to do if we can try it next time is almost pull up a game and watch and it watch play the in game. front of you and that's then you right. say it. Like, on this, the hard part is how do you, how do you transition? Right. Like, those guys are good. Yeah. Like, Tom Hamilton and, and all the guys that we've listened to, damn, they're good. They're good. And the color guy knows what, right when to jump when in. When to jump in. Yeah. So, all right. That was a good exercise. That though. was fun. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, uh, we'll, I was nervous. We'll clean it up in post. Oh, we'll totally clean it up. <laughs> We're going to sound great in post. And once again, uh, <laughs> all of the names you heard are fictional characters. Totally fictional. Fictional events. Made them all up. Any resemblance to any real people or events is purely coincidental. Completely coincidental. You know what else is coincidental? What's that? Hoopsters.store. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you should do with that? Put your name in the email list and follow us. Please. Absolutely. Now, I know. Uh, <laughs> so, Coach, as you know, I am uh, I'm studying to learn the big CNC router machine. The one that, that does a lot of work for us. took the class. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you did take the class. Uh, I took the first class, yeah. I've okay. got a couple more to take. I'll show you some stuff, but uh, it's looking good. 
It's looking good. Yeah. It's not simple. It's not going to be like. But we, is it what we let's to, to save? Is it what we said by putting this and that and putting those together and having it do two things possible? Yes. Okay. Then yeah. that's all I want to hear. Yeah. Absolutely. I think I, I think we'll have to start out making one board at a time because to get a whole four by eight sheet in there, you got to screw it down like a hundred different. Places. And I got to do tell you, we almost I don't know if it's officially, but we do really have our first official pre order because Hop, if he's listening, has already said. I want a board as soon as you make your first one. That's good. So we're making money. Nice. <laughs> nice. I'm glad he's not mad that about that Sports Wednesday work. Oh, no, no. That, 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 that's <laughs> Where coming. we didn't yeah. say what the midpoint was. And he's he ran not for upset about the fact that we still haven't sent him his gear yet. All right, Hopar. <laughs> we're going to send you Maestro's shirt because he hasn't given us the assets to order your mug. Yeah, it's his fault. All right, very good. All right, time for the evening. Oh, yeah. In commute. Wow, sweet. Was that REM? That was REM. <laughs> nice. It was a deep cut. All right, in the evening commute, we like to update our ongoing scoreboard, do some trivia, do locks of the week. Uh, when we say locks of the week, we mean go get a second mortgage and put money on what we tell you to oh, put money on. Oh, you'd have done it last week. Good. So just a couple updates. Last week, Coach, you had a makeup pick because yes, when we were picking Atlantic League Baseball, that's independent baseball on the East Coast, uh, your game got rained out. So you picked the Long Island Ducks to beat the New Britain Bees. I immediately went to side bet for you. You totally went against went How'd that game, game turn out? I have the Long Island Ducks, seven. New Britain Bees, zero. So bees that is a win down. for me. That's right. That's and breakfast. there was uh, Rick Hornswoggle with the win for the Long God, Island Rick Ducks. Rick Hornswoggle, so what? Good. A gem. All right. And then last week's locks, we did a Major League Baseball trifecta, which means you had to pick a game on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. They just had to win. We weren't talking lines or anything mm-hmm. like that. And this was interesting. So you had to get, if you got th- all three of them, you got two points. If you got two of them, you got one point. If you only got one, you got zero. <laughs> and if you got zero, you lose you a point. Lose a point. Oh. First time in Sports Wednesday history. Let me tell you how this worked out. All right, Coach, on Friday night, you picked the Braves to beat Florida. Yes. I should probably ding you because they're called Miami now. I'm sorry, but I'm still stuck on the Florida Marlins. That's true. Um, and they indeed did that. I think it was 7-2. Yes. Maestro picked the Dodgers to beat the Giants in San Francisco. And that did not Did happen. not happen. And was and that, that was a side, side bet? bet? Yeah, so Maestro, just wanna, if, I just want to let you know, um, the Dodgers lost that game. Yeah, so yeah. that's a six-pack? That's a six-pack. Nice, man. You're cleaning up. killing it. All right. Yes, you guys. I picked the Minnesota Twins to beat Detroit. That did happen. Saturday night, we all three struck out. Which is amazing, because I thought that was my strongest pick. Well, you and Maestro both went with Houston over Baltimore. Correct. But it was at Baltimore. That was the only... only true, and but it's, it's Baltimore. Yeah, but the first game opening a series, they're that's like, true. Lose, we'll win. And uh, I inexplicably picked the Pirates to beat the Brewers in Milwaukee. Yeah. You guys made fun of that pick. Rightly so. So we all struck out Saturday. And then Sunday, we also all struck out. You and I both thought Philadelphia was going to beat Cincinnati. And Who the saw that? Jeez. And then Maestro picked the Angels to beat Seattle, uh, much like the Seattle Mariners did in tonight's June 4th, 1979 re- re- reenactment. Wow, that was so awesome. They lost. So here's what happened. That's zero for you, zero for me, and a minus one for Maestro. That means on the year... You are at... Did I just take the lead? Do I have it here? 20, 24, 40. 
Maestro falls to 23 of 40, and I'm at 21 of 40. So I am back on top. That's exactly right. So you now, is that your first lead this year? That is my first lead. I hate I hate that Maestro's not on the show tonight because he's gonna get he loses this point and he's gonna be like, what? What? It's because I wasn't there. Not cool. Not cool. Not cool. Not cool. Though. Yeah. Sorry about that, Maestro. But uh, you know, that's how it is. Yep, very good. So, this week's Lock of the Week. Locks of the Week. I'm looking at last week's show. <laughs> Lock of the Week. Locks of the Week. So, the Women's World Cup is going on. We're huge soccer oh, fans. I absolutely love what's going on on the pitch. I do like uh, watching the Women's World Cup because the U.S. is good. Very good. Favorites to win this year. Do you know what the score was today? I don't. <laughs> so they won. Doing? They won. Wait for it. 13 <laughs> to nil. Holy cow. 13. Who'd they play? Uh, Singapore? Nice. I'm going to guess that. All right. We're just it was, guessing. It was, it was not close. This is what we mean by medium sports. Very medium. I knew USA played. Yeah. They won by That's a pretty lot. good. That's All pretty right. Good. So you got to pick a, a game from... Now, most folks are listening to this on Wednesday because there's just a huge rush to listen to the show on oh, Wednesdays. Yeah. And then a lot of people like to do a re-listen on Thursday. Yeah. And then uh, usually on the weekend, they'll have like a party where people come over. Well, it's listen. a listening party. It's, yeah. Yeah, that happens. And then on Sunday, a lot of people like to wrap up with like a fourth listen to the episode. Right. Some people use it to meditate. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One winner between June 12th and June 18th in the coming week. And, okay. Uh, we asked Maestro to text his in. He picked Italy over Jamaica. Good pick. I guess. But I don't know. I have no idea. I saw cool running, so I think Jamaica. <laughs> I think that's they're stronger than you think. They are. Boy, they're just fighters. All they right, never who, give up. who are you picking, Coach? I am picking Brazil over Australia that's on right. Thursday and can I ask are you picking that because Brazil's such an awesome men's team yes <laughs> so I have absolutely no idea like yeah. I, I actually want now that I've made that pick yeah. I have no idea yeah like Australia could be good I'll tell you what I tried to find like what's the line on these games yes. I don't know how that works on soccer I couldn't find it I found just odds for winning the whole thing so what um, were the odds for any of the teams that we picked did you see those I think Brazil was in the top five okay <laughs> yeah uh, but you guys are giving it to me, so I'm picking USA over Chile. There you go. And that's that's like stealing. On the 16th. That's like stealing. i got to make up some ground. You really do. You're a little bit behind. Although by next week, both the NBA and NHL You're should be get a over. Boost. Yeah, I'm going to get a boost from our playoffs there. Yeah, All right, so those are your boost. locks of the week. Again, where do, you, where do you have to go to get money? Just find a way to get some anyway. money and go make a bet. So, like, literally, when you go to the bank and then you, you talk to the, the loan officer, you're like, you know what, sir? I just need, I don't know, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five thousand yeah. dollars, and they're like, "Why?" I'm like, "You don't understand." I listen to this podcast, and they have these locks of the week, and and it's like stealing. Yeah, they'll yeah. give it to you. They'll yeah. absolutely give it yeah. to you. Oh, I think most, I mean, I've never done it before. Most, but I'm sure they most give it to you. bank financial officers now have to listen to Sports Wednesday as part of their training. It is yeah. actually I've heard all all of the major banks. All right, that brings us to if you thought we were done with '70s and '80s Cleveland Indians, you're wrong because it's time for trivia. And I said, trivia. "All right, we did a game from the '70s." It's time for 1980s Cleveland Indians trivia. trivia. Man, I'm so glad Maestro's not here. I'm so glad. So, our right, listeners know Maestro's job is to keep the show from becoming a Cleveland. He it. From this, uh, particularly nostalgic <laughs> 80s Cleveland he's, baseball As he's listening to this show. right now, he's just like, wow. He's like, he's throwing up in his mouth. Oh, he should. All right. Uh, you want me to ask you first? Or? Yes. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm a, this one's going to hold your feet to the fire because I, okay. this involves a player that is uh, very important to you. Oh, okay. Oh, no. 
um, as indicated by some of your email addresses. Oh, no. And what's your Rick Manning? Oh, no. All right. Rick Manning was traded in 1983 to the Brewers yes. with Rick Waits for three players. Can you name any of them? Oh, shoot. 83 Brewers. I will say, I, I recognize two of these names. Uh, one of them, I remember when that trade went through, I thought, oh, he's going to be so awesome. Yes, and I feel like there was... Let me see if I get this right. Okay. One of them's a pitcher. Yes. Okay. I think two of them are pitchers. Two of them are pitchers. And it's uh, it's not Vukovic. No. Okay. I can give you a hint. Give me a hint. The hint's going to give it away. Okay, is there any other way you can give me a hint? <laughs> uh... I'll just I'll just say the hint is Gorman. Oh, Gorman! Gor- uh, it's uh, Storman Gorman. Uh, Thomas. Thomas. Yes, the big uh, home run hitter. Yes. That's right. See, I remember when we got oh him. Oh my gosh, that was a ch- game yeah, changer. Yeah. Except that his gas tank was empty. We didn't realize. Way that. empty. All right, uh, and then he Jamie Easterly. Easterly. Yeah, I remember you know Jamie him? Easterly. Yes. And then I remember. Ernie Macho Camacho. Oh, Ernie Camacho, yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I, I don't know what, how that trade worked out. I, I want to say the Indians I think the Indians the, won on that. But, well, because I think by the time they traded Rick, Rick, I mean, he had a couple seasons, maybe a season and a half with yeah. Milwaukee. But yeah. The nice thing about it was he had a whole new team of players whose wives he could were steal. Were super hot, yeah. <laughs> so he could sleep with them. That is actually a true story. He stole Dennis Eckersley's wife in 1978. Yeah. and Really? And Dennis, and Dennis Eckersley was traded shortly after that. Yeah. And I think because of that, because yeah. there was so much negativity. Oh, God, he was so good. He was a starter back He then. was, and he was on the rise, and his wife said, I don't love you anymore. Uh-huh. And they were best friends, by the way. I know that. Yeah. And, uh, God, so how if, do you do I mean, If I... you look online, there's like a game from like 2008 where Eckersley, he's a broadcaster now, too. And yes. he just goes off about it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's hilarious. Oh, I've got to tune into that. Check, uh, check Twitter. We'll tweet out that link. Tweet, tweet. Tweet, tweet. Okay. All right, I have one. All right, let's Mine's go. Oh, wait, I have one more Rick oh, Manning for oh you. Oh, my God, here we go. Yes. I don't know if you can... Can you give me either his hometown or his middle name? Um, Richard... Oh, boy. I, I can't. Richard Eugene. Eugene. Yeah. And, and then, part of like you think of that era, and you're like, oh yeah, they were still doing yes. jeans back then. And he's from Niagara Falls, New York. Oh, I, and I actually think it says that on the sign. It does, yeah. So, Rick Manning. All right. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, okay, so here's mine. mine Miguel Delaney. Oh, you were so close. <laughs> you were so close. How did you know that? that <laughs> I actually went there in my head. But this actually is uh, a nickname. Okay. So, can you tell me which? 1980s Indian had the nickname as El Gato. The El Gato. Uh, and I'll give you a hint when you want one. I can tell you what position he played. Okay. So he's an infielder. And he was a light hitting yeah. shortstop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't and it Nope. It wasn't Mike Fishlin. And his first name had the same letter as his last name. Ah. Um, Felix for me. Yes. yes. Well done, El Gato. Yes. He oh, was man. he was all glove, no bat. That's right. Just uh, like you. I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely like me. That's 100% accurate. I know. But I could get hit by pitches. Yes, that's how that's I got what, on base. That's Why wouldn't you? 
There was a game where Felix Fermin had three errors. Yes. And then, I don't think it was Thornton. I think he was gone. It might have been Hargrove who brought him a piece of pizza in the locker room afterwards. And he said, I'm going to feed it to you so you don't drop it. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Felix Fermin. I love that whole... That whole lineage of shortstop from, oh, the, from so Verizer good. to Dubzinski to Fishlin. Um, Felix Fermin was there. And Tony then, Bernazard. Yeah. And then was it Vizquel that replaced him? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Felix Fermin actually played for Seattle. We got him. I think we got yeah. him from Seattle. So he was like another guy that we got along with Vizquel. So good. So good. Uh, okay. I thought you were going to be like, his nickname was Super Joe. <laughs> uh, any, any idea? Yeah. I forgot about like... Uh, Andre Thornton, by the way, this is, I didn't get this out in the thing. In 1978, he had 33 home runs and came in 20th in MVP voting. Andre Thornton. Yeah. Thunder. There you have it. Thunder Thornton. All right. So that's trivia. That brings us to trivia. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. And uh, we were talking about this before the show a little bit, but, and actually, this, this kind of goes back. I don't think we talked about this on the air. When we went through horse handicapping, and I taught you guys the system I had learned from my dad, I think after that show was over when we were chatting, mm-hmm. I, was, I, I was like, you know, I got to get my dad to the track. He's, he's 94. You know, his memory's failing. Um, he's not super mobile. But I thought, man, if I could get him to the track, well, I think he'll love it, right? But also, I have three sisters who take care of him, and they're not cool with that kind of stuff. <laughs> so you had to basically come up with a plan. Yeah, so uh, I went up this weekend, and I wasn't even sure. I was just like, if there's the opportunity, I'll take it. If not, I'm not even going to say yeah. anything, right? And my sister's like, see if you can take him out. He hasn't been out of the house in a couple of weeks. you know. And she, oh, cool. they basically let me take him for a drive, or we go visit my mom's grave or something yeah. like that. And I said, cool. And then um, she left. <laughs> and I think part of the reason why they don't take him is like his wheelchair is super heavy. Yeah. Right? And he has like a travel one, but that's harder to use for some reason. So um, I said, Dad, we're going out. He's, he's like, I don't want to go out. I said, yeah, we're going to go to the track. And his face lit up. Oh, my God, I bet. And I was like, Dad, they're running today, and it's the Belmont. We can put money on it. And I said, the only deal is you got to use the wheelchair, right? Because he, he can walk. Yeah. But uh, he's super unsteady. Yeah. Right? And, and so like, and when, the weird thing about... Um, thistle down in Cleveland is when you're outside it's like angled like this straight down so the only place I could find to park him in the wheelchair was like by all the real pro horse guys <laughs> but but he loved it we got there you know he was reading the, he showed me how to read the racing form yeah. and uh, we we wagered on I think we got there for the last four races and then the Belmont and we um, watched the Belmont and wagered on that there and it was fantastic. Ugh. And the thing is, like when when and people when you when you have a parent or somebody who's super old like that that's having memory problems, like you find these things from their past that they love and like they're that person again. Yeah. You know what I mean? So and, he completely latched onto and jumped right back exactly, into it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And he's shown me. And so uh, we didn't see any horses poop, but he was he, he's really into reading the horses' body language when they march. And so by did you him. see? So you watched him go by. We watched him go by, and in the last, so we didn't have any winners. We were betting a couple of different. Yeah. We bet some trifectas box bets which uh i didn't bring up there no i don't know what that is so if you do a trifecta boxed it means these three horses are going to finish in the top three but i don't know what order oh so you can do that you can say they're going to be in there yeah there's so many he knows all those so we were doing a bunch of those uh finally in the last race 
we're watching this and he's like i like that two horse and he's like i go why because his ears were straight up and it was a little <laughs> hard to control yeah and and it was a long race and he's like that's the horse so we went and wagered on it that one came in no way yeah and it i mean it was like an eight to one and i think we put two bucks on it. it's one six to 16 bucks but for you know 20 bucks we had a great afternoon the yeah. weather was perfect um it was awesome then i gotta tell you about the belmont stakes okay all right this is a cautionary tale. Okay. <laughs> this so, is a cautionary tale. So he was getting tired. He said, okay, we'll go home and watch the Belmont there, but let's put our wagers in. And I'm texting my wife, because my wife sometimes gets feelings about horses. I think I mentioned on the yes. show last time when, when you... I failed to bet on Lemon Drop Kid, who was a 65 to one shot that came in. Yes. So I text her. I'm like, here are the horses. Do you have one you want to pick? And by the time she got back to me, we had already left. And she's like, this horse, Joe Evia, not going to win, but he's definitely going to place. And that horse it was the long shot. Yes. Uh, 25 to 1. And so I'm watching on NBC, and there's a commercial for this app you can use, right? And yeah. I'm like, okay, that seems legit. They're ad- yeah. advertising there. So I download the app. I put five bucks on that horse. Yes. And uh, Joe Eva leads almost the entire race. Right. Just hangs on so it gets third, right? It's in there. And apparently that's, they're like, that horse is going to set the pace, but she's going to fade. But she didn't. Yeah. And uh, so... I, eight to one, I put five bucks. I got forty-five bucks. Is what there I want. Super easy. I said, put in my PayPal. They PayPaled it to me. Text my wife. I go, hey, guess what? You won forty-five bucks. <laughs> I get a text from her back that says, "Bitch, I put fifty on this race and we won five hundred. <laughs> so she did it too. Oh my god! But so here's the thing. My wife and cybersecurity don't go together. So she, she wasn't watching on TV. She didn't see the commercial for the app, which was legit and easy. So she types, where can I bet on horses? Into Google. Oh, no, my God. Comes to this website. Uh-huh. The website is based in Argentina. Okay. Tech support's in Scotland. Okay. But all the transactions are in China. Oh, my God. Makes the bet. Okay. She wins 500. She's like, okay, well, I had to put in a bunch of information for them to pay it. So I'm like, what did you have to do? And she's like, I had to send them a picture of one of our checks. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. You know, and not only that, the the card she used to fund that you have to put money in to fund your account was uh, our demo card connected to our checking account, not a credit card. And not only that, the minimum she had to put in was 100 bucks, which we didn't have in there. So she called my son Parkin, who's at a graduation party, and says, can I move some money from your account? <laughs> to put it $100 in there. <laughs> so I can wager on this race. So we, we've been pretty tied up. Like, I'm, I'm watching the accounts every day. There's a chance it's legit. And so I, so the, the, money, the, the winning money has not been moved into the account? No. So the winning money right now is in our account on this betting website. Okay. So it is there. Yeah. It's just sitting there. It's just a number, basically. And I said, don't do anything until I get home. And I do research on it. And some yes. people are like, it's legit. Some people are like, it's not legit. Um, <laughs> some in the sum. Yeah. They, they, like, they denied putting it into the account. They said they need more information. I said, what information? They said, they want a picture of her driver's license. I said, okay, oh, we're done. We're done. Yeah. Uh, so, technically, we won $500 that's living there. Now, I found they will pay it in Bitcoin. So, we may just open <laughs> a Bitcoin. Bitcoin. <laughs> exactly. Just and just go full dark web on it, you know? Why not? Yeah. 
That is a cautionary tale. tale. Right. Uh, But she had that strong feeling. And so I think I'm going to get her the the legit app. Because that one, the 45 bucks, I just said, put it in PayPal, and it's like, boom. Oh no! Those, so easy. Yeah, it's so called like, Twin it's, Spires. It's like those those betting apps that you can have, and like yeah. it, they, you can move money back and forth. It yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, this website you, you can wager on anything, right? Yes. But it's like it's like. Whew. Oh man! <laughs> oh, if it just just would have been the app. Good but times. That, that, that is, that is good some times. good times. So, um, <laughs> that's a great. Final I'm thinking thought. of taking her back up there for the Ohio Derby, June 22nd. I. Here's the deal. If you do that, yeah. and she has a feeling on something, yeah. I want first call on that. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I, I'll it, send you a link to a website you can use. <laughs> <laughs> well played. All right, uh, Maestro, how do you think we did? Oh, I think we did okay. 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 I'm just a guitar guy. All right, as much as I hate to say it, I think we got to bring our 1980s Cleveland Indians episode to a close. It's end scene. What, what do people have to do, Coach? What do well, they look this for? is what they're going to do tonight. They're going to go into that box, and they're going to go into that. First, they got into the closet, and then they're going to the box, and they're looking. They're going to see David Blatt. They're going to see that David Blatt bobblehead. They're going to look over, and they're going to see Rick Manning. There's another bobblehead. <laughs> oh, they're man. going to go, Rick Manning, time to steal Dennis, Dennis Eckersley's wife and shut the door <laughs> on Sports Wednesday. Is there a bobblehead of Dennis Eckersley's yes, wife? Yes, and he's like, Denise. <laughs> yes, Denise. <laughs> this episode is all finished. <laughs> All right, Maestro, we missed you. Yes, Looking forward did. to you getting back. No cancer question. You're lucky she even performed for you bastards! Sports Wednesday is produced by Blue Monkey Communications and features basketball legend Matt Longley, the Maestro Brian Hake, and me, Pete Brown. Some music and sound effects from today's show came from the websites audionautics.com and freesound.org. Visit sportswednesday.com for complete attribution. You can follow us on Twitter at Sport Wednesday, that's Sport with no S, Wednesday, and on Instagram at Sports Wednesday. For more information about the board game Hoopsters, visit hoopsters.store, drop your email address in, and we'll keep you in the loop. Until next Wednesday, and on behalf of basketball legend Matt Longley and the Maestro